Hello, everyone. Hello. Uh, this is Left and Correct, the only podcast where both of us are left. But only one of us is correct. Happy Tuesday, everybody. Happy Tuesday. Uh, we were supposed to have some guests this week, but uh, both of our but guests... they're coming. They're coming. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they're coming. They're coming. Um, they're coming. Just excitement. <laughs> excitement in the left and correct landscape. Oh, our fans... I mean, Reddit's just gone wild today, buzzing about potential... Insane. Did you say... Oh, yeah. There's so much, like, our, our chat rooms are just all a flurry. Oh, And everybody... Yeah. I mean, everyone, I mean, in fairness, everybody wants to know about me having sex with demons. And it's just like, all right, guys, you know, like what I do. You can't talk about that. I can't talk about that. I mean, like, it's my personal life, you know. You need privacy. uh, Yes. You know, what I do with my spiritual journey, because sex magic is more than just getting it on you know it's like it's a connection with something deeper and truer to manifest mm. you know, mm. your your intentions and your mm-hmm. goals and, you know it, it being very goal oriented it's important and sometimes that may include a demon you got it you know, i know and you like include the all the cosmic entities absolutely and you know there's the haters out there you know looking at you stella manuel like yeah and so I see you. And uh um, Emmanuel especially hate uh diabolical creatures. What? My <laughs> the Stella Man- not, well, my we got another not connection the best day. Today. Oh, That's I okay. So <laughs> that was one of your lovers, your demon lovers. That's right. Yeah, cuz <laughs> That's right. <laughs> you, know, you just uh, stand in a dark room with the moonlight coming in, and you just, mm-hmm. and then, you know, <laughs> you sign the book. Well, you're, you're good to go. You've got to sign that book. You've got to sign that book. Where does the devil keep all these books and names? Though? That's what I wonder. He's probably got so I many imagine, names. I imagine the devil's got a really big library, you know, like the mm. Beauty and the Beast. It's just this huge, you know, library with one of those uh, ladders with wheels, and you could just go across in different levels and pick and be like, ah, la 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 la, I see right here, you know. Here's the thing, uh, you know, uh, the devil shows up, shows you this book, says sign it. Now you immediately now realize that the devil is actually real, which then means that probably heaven and hell are real. Which then means, why would you give your soul to this thing if you know that there's a chance you could go to heaven? That's a huge flaw. I never understand that. Well, I I guess it all depends what your perception of hell is, right? Right. Because if you sign your name in the devil's book, you get whatever it is that you want, right? But you know it's temporary, and that means that you then know that souls are actually real. Right? Like a currency. True. But if you are okay with fire and brimstone, and, you know, if you don't mind living in eternity in, like, a a Hieronymus Bosch painting with, like, you know, demon birds and, you know, faces on butts and stuff like that, if you're okay with that, then, like, why not? 
Because what's heaven? Just like floating around with a loot? That's boring, right? I mean, but it's not your eternal pain. <laughs> that's <laughs> Some people are into that though, right? I mean, I guess. I don't know. I'm just telling you, if I, if I ever found out that any sort of spiritual entity was real, I would have to evaluate my entire cosmology. Just be like, wait a minute. If this is, you know, as improvisers, you always have to ask yourself if this is true, what else is true? Exactly. So therefore, we now exist in this world where this is possible. Therefore, other things are possible as well. Do you know what would be really bad about it, though? Think about what? this. The devil shows up, says, sign this book, yada, yada, yada. I'll have your soul forever. So now you know that there are there is some sort of entity that exists that has, like, powers of, like, appearing and all this sort of stuff. But that still doesn't prove that the rest of the cosmology is true. It doesn't actually prove that heaven and hell are real. All it proves is that there's a creature in front of you with powers. So then what do you do? Right, right. And how do we even know? It's just a dude with a book. Like, how do we even know? He's just saying he's the devil. Like, what, I'm going to take his word for it? What is this? You know, like, it could just be some, like, cosplaying dude who can, like, you know, has, like, cloven hooves and horns coming out of his head and being like, ooh, wouldst thou like to live deliciously? Like, sure, but, like, I don't know who you are. Where's Nobody the knows. Nobody, Nobody knows, knows who anybody is, really. Show me you know, the receipts, Lucifer. Show me the receipt, demon. Uh, well, speaking of cloven hooves, today Attorney General Barr was testifying before Congress. Did you get a chance to watch it? Oh, of course, of course, because I am a masochist. Speaking about hell and inflicting pain, like, you know, <laughs> in, in tandem with that, you know, so it's, it's, it's what really is hell if you're watching this it really you know it really two things struck me um in terms of being conspiratorial or whatever i i mean but this is also not surprising i think the people creating i, I would say a majority of the people creating violence quote unquote in portland seattle what have you are are in on it, like they are white supremacists, they are boogaloos, they are anarchists, nihilists who just want the chaos, which then creates the response on the federal level, which then creates, you know, content for the Trump campaign and puts fear into the hearts of Americans who believe what they watch without questioning it. Or Because as soon as you realize like, why, why is this happening? Also, I the thing I was like, oh wait a minute, Bill Barr is in charge of this administration. It's not not that I ever thought that Donald Trump was necessarily, but Bill Barr is doing the bidding of Donald Trump, working in tandem with him. Is his personal lawyer like he took over the mantle of Michael Cohen? Is not deranged like Giuliani's become. It's very frightening. Very frightening. Yeah, that's what a lot of commentators have been saying, that perhaps Barr is the Cheney of this administration, and we've only yes. now just discovered that somehow. It's possible. It certainly is weird that the attorney general acts as the president's attorney. I don't know if that's an official capacity, because the, no. White, House, the no, White House is he's supposed a, to mean... He's supposed to be the our, like the people's right. attorney general. Like that, He's supposed to be our lawyer, not him. Right. And, oh, certainly not in cases that directly affect the president. 
they're supposed to remain Absolutely. Neutral. I mean, that's why there's White House counsel, you know, that exists just to protect the executive and stuff. You know, but there is a massive history of the Justice Department being politicized. Uh, perhaps this is more, I am no expert in that. Uh, but I was reading some about it. And, you know, depending on the president and how cozy they get, you know, like, I mean, I guess you could say one of the people that we would probably consider more good guys, the Kennedys, obviously had right. a super cozy relationship between justice and the executive. I would say they did, considering that they all grew up together. <laughs> For those <laughs> John Kennedy and Robert Kennedy were brothers, and Robert and RFK was JFK's attorney but general. But they used that power for what I would say is good, which is to force through civil rights, you know, in a way that was not happening. I'm sure they did a ton of evil. Also, not an expert on uh, the Kennedy Justice the Attorney General. Um, but yeah, so this is a thing that's happened, and it was funny. I was reading a lot about this and you know Barr gave a big speech saying uh that he's trying to depoliticize justice and i'm like ah. no you're not but this is the, <laughs> this is this is classic this is classic trumpian speak where everything they say is exactly the opposite of what is actually happening yeah i know that i know the term gaslighting has been thrown out there so much and it's lost a lot of its power but that's exactly what's happening like what you're seeing is not really happening or it's all projection it's all lies it's all misinformation and it's really getting to me <laughs> this week i don't know what like from sunday to monday it's like i oh and it's not like you could just turn it off and go outside because you can't go outside really because we're in a pandemic. Can't like where are we gonna go? Where am I gonna go? It's too hot. It's eight thousand degrees outside because also the planet's dying. All the and so I'm 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 in a mood. I've been in a mood. I hear ya. Uh, yeah, there's <laughs> not been a ton of positive news about really anything. Uh, certainly, the news cycle has just been in a rut the past two weeks, really. Uh, uh, you know, but you can go outside. I've noticed your Instagram, you're snapping photos of little buildings oh, no. here and there. Well, that's, I mean, that's what I when back in, everyone should follow me on Instagram. <laughs> I like to, but the, those aren't recent, really. Those are from walks back in May and June. Really? When it wasn't 8,000 degrees outside. We'll go outside wow. and walk Fake around. Fake news the, Insta. Fake news Insta. Oops. Is that bad though? I mean, that's what people do. They have photo shoots and then, oh, just casually hanging out in front of the Washington Arch. Like, no, you're not. You're not down there. That's true. You're right. Uh, I've been going back to the gym now every morning. It's been great. So the gym is the gym is open? Well, not the inside. Actually, to tell you the truth, I haven't actually checked if the inside's open, but everybody's just out there walking and jogging and doing push-ups and doing all their stuff. And there's so many kids there now. That's my complaint, oh, really? actually. You know, the place where we do our yoga and the little... Yeah. Actually is for kids. It's, it's a, a playground. <laughs> it's a playground. <laughs> what are these kids doing here? Go away. Well, we went there for months and there were never kids. And now there's like That's so many true. kids. Because they don't have anything else to do. So like, what are these playgrounds? I guess we'll bring the kids to the playground. You know... Playground. It's nice, actually. Um, it's been very positive experience. Uh, if you need to get away from the news, it's back. That outside area is definitely back. But 
you know, uh, we're going through this. Obviously, that's the big thing this week with Portland. And, you know, I think the reason that this is so scary is because it has similarities to, you know, past governments that have transformed themselves into fascism. You know, without being too hyperbolistic, you know, there is some uh, corollaries to, like, brown shirts, which I know Barr was very yeah. mad about people calling them brown shirts. How dare they? Oh, How dare they? Oh, but the, oh, oh. the fact is, the historical perspective is there when there yeah. becomes a mili paramilitary force that only works for the executive, and in this case, it's Homeland Security. I don't right. know if you looked up much about how this whole process is happening legally, you know, and it's like, all this stuff that they're doing is on it's the damn book. Yeah, it's like finding loopholes within the jurisdictions of what of their legalese and, and yep. Because what this forward. what's actually happening, and here's something that really bothers me, is the fact that uh, the way that Homeland Security is even approaching this from a conceptual point is they're calling it an operation. Now, I'm sure that's just like bureaucratic terminology, but that's what the military does every time they go into a, every time they project force in any other place, they call it an operation. So this right. whole thing that's going on is called Operation, operation Legend. Legend, right. Which sounds like a really crappy video game, but <laughs> to the, which would be inspiring to people who are really into that kind of thing, right? Like, like oh, okay, let's yeah, get the Antifas. Um, it's interesting. Over the past few minutes, it started, I remember it starting with Bush, where like Bush, or of George W. Bush, like George W. Bush, who created the Department of Homeland Security. But Bush yeah. is Hitler. This is just like Hitler. And then when Obama became president, Obama's Hitler. This is just like, uh, just like Hitler. And now here we have with Trump, where it's you know, lots of people crying wolf. Uh, and But while all of that is happening, all of these things are eroding. And... Every time he's fired someone, it's been hearkening back to, oh, the Saturday Night Massacre with Nixon or anything happens. Like, oh, it's Crystal Knocked. And it's like, well, what we have right now is like a summer. It's like Crystal Summer. It's not just a night of one event that flips the switch. It's this ongoing assault, which becomes, people just become desensitized to it and it becomes normal. And... I can already see it like on Twitter of the perceptions being like this protesters just need to, they need to police themselves. Like this is yep. just out of control when it's not them. It's it's not the moms. It's not the vets. It's not the people who, you know, it, it, it's, it's our own government doing it. It's our own government. And, exactly. And what you said, uh, I don't know if last podcast or a couple before about him doing it for video footage uh, that, also does seem to be really clearly a part of it. Yes. You know, every time, every time someone, to... right. Every time they get in front of a camera, they're like, let's watch this video. And you're like, what is this? This, and yeah. it's, it's, it, it's taking very specific instances, very specific things, things out of context and weaving it together to create this narrative that we're in this violent, like any city is just under complete, 
chaos and at any moment it's gonna fall apart when that's not true um right. and it, it, yeah i yeah. still think that this law and order narrative though is going to either be ineffective or backfire because i think it will only help a small part of the base because there's oh, so yeah. much information out there that disproves it and also as you move towards authoritarianism there are elements within conservatism and republicanism and obviously libertarianism that are very against authoritarianism in any form. Yeah, yeah. Especially, you know, I, they could have done it probably better if they hadn't sent out like the jackbooted thugs with no identification. How would, but how, would how would Zach Summerfield uh, drive our country into Let me tell you, everybody's wearing like all, all my stormtroopers, they're in bright colors. You know, they've got Ooh. smiley faces on their shirts, unicorn helmets, you know. They don't, throw, oh. they don't throw they don't throw pepper spray, they throw glitter bombs. Okay? All right. That's what they I do. Be, uh, <laughs> <laughs> what is this authoritarian regime? It sounds pretty amazing. Pow, pow, pow. They're shooting off uh, streamer guns, you know. <laughs> and they're just making everyone have fun. That's what I would do to all the protests. Have fun. You will have fun or we will beat you with these nerf bats that yes! speak when we hit you. <laughs> yes, we're ah! gonna tickle you. Everyone gets ah! tickled and doesn't have fun. <laughs> That's what I would do. Oh, I wish. I wish. That sounds pretty good. That sounds Thank good. you. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, it's it's it sucks. It's crazy. I think it's gonna backfire on him personally. I don't know though. I mean, I, I think it's because his, num his numbers aren't going up. Like, no, this has right. been happening, like, George, like, uh, since George Floyd died, was murdered. murdered. It's been yep. two months. And the, the protests, I know there's a lot of, it's often said, like, the media doesn't care about the protests, but they have been ongoing all throughout. And because they they're like sharks with chum in the water if there is violence they will show up with their you know their vans and their reporters yep. uh so this what's happened in portland has ignited everything back again because people are coming out in force saying we we will not tolerate this you know black lives matter that means something that means they matter we show up for them and we're not gonna let you stormtrooper brown shirts intimidate us um yeah but he is yeah. still expanding it uh it is yeah. moving to chicago it is moving to apparently cincinnati i was just reading uh, this i mean um, these are all uh, chicago but chicago is a weird thing because mayor lightfoot is saying i'm accepting federal help with ongoing cases involving crime is that right. the same thing as you know these 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 feds showing up at like Dealey Plaza protecting a statue? Like that's it, you know we'll see. right. They're do, they they're using both things because there is you know initiatives of local police inviting federal DHS officers to assist in investigating crime, but they're also using Trump's executive order about monuments and statues to go in for this operation. So right, you know, but it's. Any any type of coup, any but type Cleveland, of Cleveland, Cleveland, Ohio is a swing state. Uh, I've heard Philadelphia on this short list. Pennsylvania is a swing state. I'm mm -hmm. sure they'll go to Atlanta because Atlanta could is 
very purple now and could potentially yeah. go blue. Phoenix, who knows? You know, all these states that are swing states. And it's yeah. the, the obviousness of it is absolutely disgusting and... It, I don't. It, I don't. I can't articulate. But if they're, how in, I if feel they're in the streets, well, yes. But if they're in the streets beating people up, I don't know how that doesn't turn the locals against them, even if those locals are conservative. Am I wrong that's here? Where the, that's where. Well, I mean, that's what happened in. If, because if all if all your if all your the only news you're consuming is from the narrative that these people are looking to cause violence or they're Antifa, or they're, you know, radical left-wing nuts. If that's all you're being fed, like, that's the part about gaslighting. You keep on saying it, you keep doing it, then people will think that it's actually happening, and it's true. If you question your reality, like, is this happening? This must be happening, because they keep saying it. Um, so on the one hand, it's incredibly shocking. And then you see it all the time, the discourse, like Americans are very quick to be like, well, what are they doing there? Well, if they just listened to the guy, then they wouldn't be doing that. Like, what, what why, what are you that? Oh, you know, you don't look like you're up to something. Yeah, you know, Karen and all that, that kind of thing. So yeah. I don't know, like that's when we did not live through the 60s, but when we nope. watch documentaries about the 60s, we are not that old. Um, <laughs> we're older, we are older millennials, but we are not boomers. The, from the tide of the things that were happening, you know, there were, you know, after the assassinations of like Martin Luther King, and there were riots, lots of cities burned. There was an increased police presence. Then even at the, the 1968 Democratic Convention the, in Chicago, you know, there was lots of police beating up protesters. A lot of them were there to create chaos, but most of them weren't. And it, it flipped where Nixon could use that as like, I will make sure I will bring, I'll bring law and order, right? Whereas now you have Trump is in control and he's creating this and then saying, I will bring you law and order. It's very, I don't even know if George Orwell could have created all of this, like this weird sort of doublespeak gaslighting. Well, he uh, did create doublespeak. He invented but it. He did, but, I know. That, uh, yeah. <laughs> but, he did create um, the doublespeak. But you don't know what I'm saying. It's just like... Yeah, it, I know what it, you're saying. You know, honestly, the story it's of 1920... Uh, the, the, the story of 2020 has not yeah. been, you know, was not, I'm surprised it hadn't been written before, even though it has. It's kind of like, oh. Well, as we talk about it, what it sounds like to me, a lot of it, it, it feels like staging for a reality show. Yes. Which would make sense because that's yes. his primary field that he worked and in. You everything know? with him is about ratings. It's about yes. getting people to love him because everyone hates him. And right. it's so pathetic. And like, while this is all happening, he's just saying, oh, thank God, I'm going to be throwing out the first pitch at Yankee Stadium in August. And everyone went, huh? Yes. And then, what, two days later, I had to cancel because I care so much about coronavirus. Meanwhile, none of it happened. None of it happened. He made this all up. It's a lie. He never talked to him. The Yankees never approached him. He never approached the Yankees. And what? What? 
because he's pissed off because the Nationals asked Fauci to throw out the first pitch when they had a show, when they had a game. Like, that's the level of petty that this man is like, they didn't ask me? Well, and he creates it. It's like he's right. the type of per- he's the type of person like in school who would send himself a bouquet like he's like share and clueless but even worse where you know how she sends herself roses being like oh somebody likes me you know to create the impression that she's desirable it's smart smart move smart uh yeah i mean well you know good news for you though is that if this is a reality show he doesn't have the caliber of producers that he had on The Apprentice because he can't stay on message, just like you said. Like, saying he's going to throw out the ball and then pulling it back, it actually, it doesn't help him in any way because trying to say I'm pulling it back because I'm working on coronavirus just feels stupid, you know? Because he's not. (laughs) Because, first of all, you're not. But second of all, you could still be working on coronavirus and take a five-hour flight. That's the whole thing about Air Force One. You're supposed to be able to do business anywhere in the world, you know? Yeah not that far it's, to come and do something like that it's just good but it's, it, but, and it, but it's fitting in who he is like he was always he's always manufacturing his own content you know it, yeah he would call people at the new york post or you know the daily news as someone else as john Barron, and talk about donald trump and and like talking about like how great he was in bed and like all this weird shit that of course they would just put on the front page of the newspapers in the 80s and because what else are you gonna do right you know why talk about the AIDS crisis let's learn about Donald Trump's divorce who cares and it's just this it's he's P.T. Barnum on steroids and the steroids are rotten like they're they're rancid it's that's exactly who he always was and so this is just another extension of that. But this has consequences because now over 150,000 people are now dead from coronavirus. It's not getting any better. We're like heading towards the school season opening up. And like, it, it's what we're going to sacrifice our children. We're going to sacrifice our teachers for what? Like it's mm-hmm. horrifying. Yeah. Well, you know, it, but it's good news for you because he he can't keep the story straight. He, not, you know, his his failing is helping Joe Biden win. You know, like all the polls, which polls are completely fake, but there's something to them. You know, I I I'm becoming very confident that Joe Biden could probably win. Be, you know, just because Trump is screwing everything up. You can't find a coherent messaging strategy. But at the same time, there is a, there, there's still, I mean, it's not as severe as it was in 2016 because Joe Biden's not a woman and he's not Hillary Clinton, but it, every single thing he does is like, oh my God, I don't, oh. And like Politico like p- puts out stupid, you know, basically gossip, uh, gossip columns well, about- crash. But yeah. The, the, yeah, but it, but people are taking this at its word, where it's just like, oh, Kamala, oh, Karen Bass, oh, like pitting all of these women, black women, against one another, whereas they are perfectly cool with each other and everything's fine. But it's just this nonsense. And again, I don't know if it's just because it's we're in the middle of the summer. Things are looking like people are just looking for something else to be 
pissed off about creating, you know, palace intrigue. So it, it, it's a reality show, right? Like, who's he going to pick? But even then, it's just then people being like, well, then I won't vote for him if it's so-and-so. I won't vote for him if it's that. But if people listen to that, going back to the gaslighting, it's like, if it's this repeated message, then it's all, you know, all it takes is just a, you know, a couple of tens of thousands of people in very particular swing states to be like, you know what, I'll stay home. I don't, I don't want to deal with it. And Trump will win. So yeah, it's that, I mean, that's a hundred percent possible. I mean, who knows? I mean, yeah. Joe Biden is a rapist. So like, you know, he's a terrible candidate. Anyone who votes for him, who thinks that they support women's rights is making themselves into a huge hypocrite, you know, on multiple levels, it's- you know, he wasn't handy. He raped one of his people that worked for him. Like that's a fact. You know. I don't think he did, baby. I don't think he did. But uh So you you thanks. don't believe Tara Reed? I I kinda don't. I kinda after everything that's come out and I I it I it's look like it. It doesn't look like it. Mm, okay. Well, we'll wrap it up there because like uh, we're at what? time. No, it just. <laughs> I mean, we're at time. So, uh, yeah. yeah. Until next time, <laughs> I'm Zach Summerfield. And I'm Adrian Sexton. And this has been Left and Correct. Left and Correct.